0: Welcome to Funeral Directors Chat, where funeral professionals discuss industry topics, trends, and news. And now your host, Nancy Bourbon.
1: Hi, I'm Nancy Bourbon, your host for Funeral Directors Chat, a podcast providing funeral professionals with insight to current industry topics, news, and trends. Today, I have a very distinguished man who I've known for some time, And he has quite an impressive history. His name is Kenneth Varner, and he is the president and chief executive officer of Cypress Lawn Cemetery Association in Colma, California. It's a nonprofit garden cemetery and funeral home in the San Francisco Bay Area. Mr. Varner is also president of Cypress Lawn's for-profit subsidiary companies, Cypress Funeral Services and CFS Insurance Companies, Inc., Mr. Varner spearheaded the addition of a new $30 million cemetery and revitalization of community services that have expanded revenue from $3.9 million in annual service revenue in 1996 to a whopping $25 million in annual service revenue in 2010. This includes the creation of an educational foundation, Cypress Law and Heritage Foundation, for the promotion of Cypress Lawn as a historical record of California's past and the preservation of Cypress Lawn's historical arboretum. Thank you for joining me today, Ken. I've wanted to do this for some time. Would you just go on a little bit about the rest of your background? I know that you've recently taken over the president of the International Cemetery Cremation and Funeral Association, ICCFA. And I'd like to speak to you today about um, different trends in the industry and what you foresee.
0: Absolutely, Nancy, and thank you for for inviting me on this podcast. Uh, I'm very grateful for the invitation. You know, I'm here representing Cypress Lawn, but also here representing the ICCFA. My background is quite a bit different than the most folks in our profession. I'm actually a CPA by trade. I went to Oregon State University and got a dual degree in uh, accounting and finance, and I have spent the last 22 years in the funeral cemetery and cremation business i spent seven years with the Lowen group international and went in as a controller and then was made a general manager of a large combination uh, here in california which i eventually was responsible for funeral home standalone funeral homes combinations and cemeteries in seven western states based on that experience i was offered the position here at cypress lawn which is a 112 year old historic uh, cemetery it's a a, it's a grand victorian cemetery in arboretum Uh, one of the challenges that we had when i came here was that we were uh, we were losing close to a a million dollars a year from operations Um, we have a large uh, endowment care trust so uh, that helped to uh, to offset some of those losses but when the board hired me, my, their mandate was for me to first establish a marketing team, and we only had about uh, four or five, six people in our marketing department. And today we have we've had as many as 115 people in our marketing department helping families with estate planning. And so that was one of my my first assignments. Um, and, but in order to to establish that, I actually had to expand the I had to expand our 112-year-old our cemetery. So we built a brand new cemetery, the newest cemetery in San Francisco, the Bay Area. Uh, it's a beautiful place. It has a large granite archway with lakes and fountains. And uh, as you said, that was uh, uh, it was well over a $30 million investment that uh, we made over uh, a number of years. We, st- we opened that cemetery in uh, 2003. Um, One of the other things that the board hired me to do was also to establish a funeral home. So we took our uh, 1918 uh, Mediterranean-style building cemetery office that was about 7,500 square feet, and we added 23,000 square feet to it. And so we added a prep facility, a reception center, and uh, an absolutely beautiful chapel. And so we now have uh, three chapels here on the property. We have been uh, tremendously uh, uh, successful to the point that last year, Cypress Lawn acquired four more funeral homes, all here in San Mateo County. Uh, We basically uh, serve uh, San Mateo County and San Francisco County. Uh, We draw from all over the Bay Area, but those are the two main counties um, that we serve. Now, uh, during the last, 16 years that i've been the president of cypress lawn of course i've i've been involved, heavily involved in the state association I'm the past president of the california state cemetery and mortuary association i'm currently still on their board of directors i'm currently their uh, chief financial officer and on the legislative committee so anything legislatively here in california that you'd like to ask me Be happy to share. Uh, As you know, uh, in March in Las Vegas, I was uh, inaugurated as the president of the ICCFA. Absolutely thrilled to be the president of the ICCFA. Actually, I was the treasurer for about six years. Two positions I never asked for. I never asked to be the treasurer, or I never asked to be the president, but uh, just happy to, to and honored to, to serve, really. Uh, uh, I, the only thing I ever really wanted to do with the ICCFA was simply be on the board of directors. Um, but let me just say that in addition to the ICCFA, I've been a member of the NFDA for years. I've been a member of CANA for years. Um, I sit on the board of directors of Uh, The Funeral Service Foundation, which does um, wonderful work um, throughout the country um, and is uh, headquartered um, uh, there at uh, uh, NFDA headquarters. So uh, I'm just thrilled uh, uh, three or four times a year I get to uh, meet wonderful people like Pat Lynch, who's the current president of uh, NFDA, and my good friend Bill Wapner, who's last year's president. Uh, And let me just say uh, also that I've uh, belonged to several other associations. I belong to a couple study groups, one called the Cemetery Council that's been in operation for about 60 years, meets in Chicago every year. I'm also uh, a member of the uh, the President's uh, Historical uh, Cemetery Association that meets once a year. I'm also a member of the Preferred Funeral Directors International. That's one of the best groups I, I belong to. I, funeral directors from all over the country. I just, my wife and I just uh, uh, are absolutely thrilled every time we we have the opportunity to go to one of their meetings and 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 meet funeral directors from all over the United States and study and and actually have a have a great time. Locally, I'm the president of the San Mateo Community College Foundation. Here in San Mateo, we have three beautiful campuses. The last seven years, we've put a half a billion dollars into our three community colleges. We serve 40,000 students, and I'm proud to be the president of that foundation that uh, actually manages trust funds and raises scholarships, all for local students that actually stay here. most of our students, of course, are are, are young, but they could be second career people. uh, That's a big thrill for me, too, to be Uh, providing some leadership locally at the Community College Foundation. And so uh, that is a short synopsis on Ken Varner.
1: Wow, that's quite impressive. You do so much good in your community and throughout the nation, and it was no surprise at all that you were inaugurated as president of ICCFA. I can't think of a person who's more highly qualified than you are. But having said that, Ken... Isn't that a lot of industry experience and associations for one person to be involved in?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's too much. And um, um, it, it really, um, the last 15 or 16 years, because I, I manage this uh, wonderful organization and I have probably the best bosses in the world, uh, my, uh, my board of directors, who are all just simply uh, citizens here of, uh, in San Francisco that contribute back to our community, Uh, they've allowed me to participate in so many organizations. But let me just say that, um, you know, going to conferences, um, the ICCFA has probably one of the best educational resources around the ICCFA University. In fact, uh, uh, it'll be starting July 19th in Memphis. Um, If you don't know anything about the um, ICCFA University, please go to our website, Look it up. It's a uh, great resource that we have.
1: Your ICCFA involvement, how has that led to you being elected president?
0: My involvement with the ICCFA started with the board of directors. And from that experience and that involvement in, in the fact that I'm a CPA by trade, I was asked to be the, the treasurer for the ICCFA. And um, after six or seven years of holding down the, uh, the the position of treasurer and the ICCFA treasurer's position, I have a, a committee of about six or seven folks that are all extremely qualified uh, professionals in the funeral industry, and they have a, some kind of deep background in finance. Um, so that's really, you know, in managing the finances of the association is a, just an integral part. And so based on my involvement as the, um, uh, as the treasurer and my contributions as the treasurer, I believe that the, uh, uh, the, the, the officers in the association asked me to take the president's position this year.
1: And also, you have such a strong leadership um, position within your community, within the funeral services profession in general. So, like I said, there's no better person, I think, that um, could run the ICCFA. But let me ask you, ICCFA University, is this really a university?
0: <laughs> well, it, 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 no, it isn't. It's not a university. It's, ju- it's one of the best, um, I think, one of the finest uh, educational opportunities in our industry, Uh, It's basically a five-day program. We have six different colleges, what we call colleges within the university, and we have deans. Now, these aren't really university deans. These are all um, highly skilled professionals. Todd Van Beck, I don't know if you know Todd, but Todd is, in my opinion, one of the best funeral educators in the country. He's managed several of the mortuary uh, colleges, and so he leads our mortuary college at the ICCFA University. He's the Dean of Funeral Service Training, and you just couldn't find a better person to learn about funeral service and receive training in, in funeral service from, is from Todd Van Beck, and all of our deans are practitioners that are just what I would call super qualified mm-hmm. to be able to lead a group in training with the specific disciplines. So, like we have the we have the College of Land Management, okay, and that's and that's for cemetery superintendents. Okay, and so we have the College of Sales and Marketing, and that's led by you know one of the top. Professionals in funeral and cemetery marketing in the country, and so we just have this great group of guys. It's a five-day course. Um, I, I'm sending my uh, superintendent. Uh, I'm sending. I sent my managing funeral director last year. I'm sending one of my other location funeral director managers this year, um, and so it's just a. It's a great opportunity. It's a great resource. I, I just think it's the best in the industry.
1: And where is it located?
0: It's at it's in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. And the best way to, to to learn about that is to go to the ICCFA website, and we have all the information that a person would need to find out about the university. We also have staff that can answer questions concerning the university.
1: Ken, while we're on the subject of the ICCFA, uh, talk to, talk a little bit to the sales and marketing conference.
0: Well, the Sales and Marketing Conference is, is every January, and this January, it's in, it's in Las Vegas. And you know, in our business, there's only two types of marketing. There's brand marketing, and there's product marketing. And what happens with most funeral homes, they focus on brand marketing. And brand marketing is simply characterized, why, why use me as compared to one of my colleagues or competitors? in the market? Why am I better? And it's, it's everything we do, you know, um, how we present our funeral home, how we present our staff, how we present our printed material. It's all that activity that we do that creates a brand within our community. And funeral directors are experts in brand marketing. Really what they're not experts in is product marketing. And product marketing is really about, there's a problem, you have a problem. And there's a solution to that problem. And that's what product marketing is. Product marketing is is basically um, sitting down with a family and spending maybe ninety percent of the time on what the problem is. And the, the problem is, is that we're all we're all gonna pass on at some date. And doesn't it make sense that we plan for that prior to our death? Mm-hmm. And and it's it's just simple, it's estate planning, just like you would go to, you know, go to an attorney or an investment advisor and plan for your estate, you're going to plan for your funeral and your cemetery and or cremation estate. And and that's product marketing. And that's really the probably at that uh, at that marketing conference, that's really what we focus on is talking to people about product marketing it is about getting out into your community, creating relationships and letting people know that they have a problem and that we have a solution to that problem. Mm -hmm. And again, the 115 people that I have, or it's, uh, I don't think we have that many this year, but let's say we have uh, 80 people in our marketing department. Most of those folks, about 90% of their efforts is spent on product marketing, which is basically estate planning, a portion of estate planning that has to do with a funeral plan and a cemetery plan. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a key difference. Product marketing is, uh, you know, at Cypress Lawn. I can tell you that brand marketing, when I came here, was creating about 3.9 million a year in, in revenue. Well, this year, uh, 2011, uh, we are on track to do 36 million a year in sales. Last year, we did 27 million. Now we're having an unbelievable year in a in a market that has been down, but part of that is product marketing. Mm-hmm. It's getting out and it's doing it in a tactful way. Um, most of our marketing is, is based on referrals. Right. And, and so, and establishing, getting into the community and establishing relationships. I just got an email from one of my marketing managers that they attended an event, one of the events here in the Bay Area, where they had a booth set up at a fair where they were uh, making contact with families. And what they're doing is they're they're establishing relationships in a positive way.
1: No, I always say legacy is more important than currency because it's so important to do pre-need. You don't want families to make decisions when they're in the bereavement process, when they're grieving, uh, because they don't always make the best decisions. And when you make decisions with a clear head, you're going to make better decisions that the entire family can live with.
0: You, you know, Nancy. Let me just make one other comment too. The the word pre need is a little foreign to most people. Once you get out of our profession, mm-hmm. and pre arrangement, you know, I I, I uh, you know, is that really a word? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not know, sure. It? <laughs> but it's a it's a word that we use in our profession all the time. We use the words pre need. We use the words pre arrangement. And I remember reading an article from a trade magazine uh, in our profession from the 1920s, and the author of the article was a guy named Hubert Eaton. Do you know who Hubert Eaton is? No. Hubert Eaton was, at the time, was the general manager of Forest Lawn. So, Forest Lawn in Los Angeles, which is one of the finest funeral home and cemetery operations um, I know in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Darren Draben, who's one of our ICCFA um, vice presidents, he was just named the uh, the president um, uh, of uh, Forest Lawn, and uh, Hubert Eaton um, created Forest Lawn. And um, he said, uh, and this was an article in, in, the, um, in the 1920s, he was talking about prearrangement, but he talked about it in a different way. He said, he said it's natural for a man and a wife to go out and, and, and conduct estate planning. To meet with their attorney, to meet with their insurance agent, to meet with their investment advisor, and create an estate plan. And it's natural for that fa- that man and that wife to also plan their funeral and their cemetery estate. And that's really what we're doing. We're doing estate planning, mm-hmm. you know. And and most of our most of our uh, our marketing staff that goes out and talks to folks about. Um, that portion of estate planning are really experts in in cemetery arrangements or they're experts in funeral arrangements. Um, you know the training that we put our staff through, um, which is supervised. If it's a if it's a, for instance if it's a funeral arrangement, I have my managing funeral director look at every contract that comes through our through our property to make sure it's right. Mm-hmm. But it's estate planning. You know it's not pre arrangement. It's not pre need, it's estate planning. We're experts. I mean, after we've trained our staff and they've gone through our training process, they know more than 95% of the people that are out in the community. Wow. And we have not only supplement our staff, I mean, our funeral staff and our cemetery staff, the experienced folks um, uh, on those staffs, they provide support to those marketing people when it comes to answering questions and making sure families understand the decisions they're making and the fact that the, the wisdom of making those decisions prior to death.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I I would like to cross out the words pre-need and pre-arrangement and replace them with estate planning. Good choice. You know, because it's, it's, it's part of our profession.
1: I'd like to pick your brain a little bit, Ken. Uh, let me ask you about some current issues. Okay. The H.R. 900, the Bereaved Consumers Bill of Rights Act, um, I think it was sponsored by Bobby Rush, a Democrat from Illinois. In my um, understanding, it directs the Federal Trade Commission to establish rules to prohibit unfair or deceptive practices related to funeral goods and services.
0: Well, uh, I encourage everybody to, to, to look into this. Uh, it, it, some people are calling it Funeral Rule 2 uh, as, as a supplement to the, to the Funeral Rule. The, the whole Bobby Rush, just so he was um, in his district, there was a cemetery called Burl Oaks. And I think most people in our profession knows what happened at Burl Oaks uh, at this cemetery. Um, and, and really all the laws that were required and necessary to address that situation were already in place. Mm-hmm. There was no need to create additional laws um, to address that situation. Now, but because of that situation, it was a very emotional situation and it was, it was uh, absolutely outrageous. And it needs to be addressed. Um, the you know, uh, HR 900 was created. And I really don't know that the funeral rule itself is really necessary. I'm of the, the opinion and, and some of the other folks with the ICCFA that if, if, if we're gonna ask for federal legislation, we should be asking for simply to to remove the funeral rule, establish guidelines, you know, from the Federal Trade Commission. Um, I, I think that would be a, a better approach. And I, I had a meeting with, you know, with the folks from the NFDA and from KENA And from Select, and and we talked about these issues, and I certainly understand um, the NFDA's position on this. And our position is is of great concern because this H.R. 900 would be the first time that Congress actually uh, took action, you know, in our profession. And we just simply don't know where that, you know, if we open that door, when's that door going to close? and What else is going to come through that door? And I, I'll tell you, I was in Texas. I was at the Texas Cemetery Association meeting. And the uh, Texas Banking Association, the the executive director there, and there was another gentleman, he was a funeral director. He, and I don't recall the name of the Texas um, department, but it oversees funeral homes and complaints in Texas. And I sat there in that meeting and I listened to these two individuals talk in detail about issues in our profession in Texas that had to do with funeral homes and cemeteries. And I thought, boy, there is absolutely no need for federal legislation here in Texas. These folks have it handled, you know? And I think that's 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 our position, you know, in California, in, in states like Florida, in states like New York, these are large states with, you know, many funeral homes and many funeral directors they are really on top of regulations and protecting the consumer. I mean, and so, and you got to remember that 99% of us are good operators. We have the right intentions and do the right things. And, you know, overreaction to some folks that do things that really are just despicable, <laughs> that, that affect the rest of us just isn't necessary. Anyway, I we 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 are against HR uh, 900. I you know the, the politics of it, you know the uh, House of Representatives is mostly Republicans. Um, the you know the financial uh, we've had meetings with the uh, the ICCFAs had meetings with the with the Federal Trade Commission on this issue. I just don't see any movement happening on this bill with the federal deficit and the fact that uh, so many states are handling this so well now and that there's so many laws now that are really these things that happen that are terrible like this burrow oak situation really there's laws there's no need to create new laws there's laws in place to deal with these now mm-hmm. you know and and I don't know if we create more laws is it going to somehow stop these these very rare incidences that happen you know that's that's kind of one of my personal pet peeves is, is that somebody in illinois does something wrong and it it affects the whole profession
1: right you know
0: we ought to be standing up and saying listen that's not us you know that's you know the 99.9% of us are doing the right thing have the right intent are concerned about the consumer You know, here in California, we have the Department of Consumer Affairs. Mm -hmm. They're, They're watching over, they inspect our crematories, they inspect our funeral homes, they inspect our cemeteries. There's no need for federal legislation. All the laws that are necessary to protect the consumer, here in California, they're here and they're working. You know, and so I think that uh, I I just think that this is this is really unnecessary. And I think that as a profession, you know, we ought to take these opportunities to stand up and say, you know, that's too bad that happened. And we we certainly don't agree with it. And and it's deplorable. And the the rest of the association, uh, the rest of the profession, that's not us right you know it's the same thing with the funeral most people understand that the funeral home funeral wasn't really necessary Mm -hmm. at the time that it was enacted you know and a lot of our members a lot of our ICCFA members and I've talked to several just really don't think that federal legislation is necessary at all
1: right well you know the old saying if it bleeds it leads and you always hear about the one percent of you know that are doing right doing wrong and 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 it's like that in any industry. You know, you see a restaurant in New York, and of the thousands and thousands of restaurants, one restaurant, you know, gets cited, and and that's the one that actually gets broadcast. And then people think, well, I don't know if I should go to New York City. Um, You know, people are are getting food poisoning. So, you know, it's just an overreaction, I think. What about the other um, bill that's before the House right now in California, which um, says that all funeral vendors and all funeral homes that have an online presence or a website must connect to a price list
0: well and again again i'm on the legislative committee for the um, uh, the california mortuary uh, and cemetery association here in, in california and we have we have, we have opposed that uh, that bill um and without going into great detail first of all the consumer here in california like i said is is really protected our websites really are ways for us to introduce ourselves to uh, new or current customers. I mean, most of the folks that come to our website, they're really, you know, they're after service information. <laughs> you know, they wanna know when, when the service is, where it's at, things like that. Or they wanna look at the online obituary. You know, that's really what they what they come here for. But, but But more importantly, it's a way for us to introduce ourselves. It's a way for us to provide information to the consumer, information to our families. And it's really, you know, the Federal Trade Commission already has a rule that that handles this. You know, we have to provide our general price list to every family we talk to. right? And we do. And the second thing I wanted to say about this is that, listen, I mean, uh, the, we're a profession. You know, we're not an industry. We're not a, uh, you know, we're not manufacturers. We're professionals. And we provide a professional service and it's local. It's a local professional service, and um, uh, you know the the other professionals in our in our community the attorneys, uh, the dentists, the doctors, um, the lawyers. These the, the, the lawyers, all these folks, they don't have to provide a, a price list, you know, and and you know it. it, it It kind of says, you know, why do we have to do it? Are are we not trustworthy? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that's, and and I, I, it's just, I don't don't agree with it. And I'm I'm glad that the the state association opposes it. The consumer's protected here in California. I I think it's more important that we have the opportunity to provide information about the services that we offer. Plus, the services that we offer hopefully are unique. And, and really, we need to we need to engage families, and we need to ask them questions and determine how we can best serve them. Because not every family is the same. You know, this is not a, a commodity that we're selling here. These are professional services, and everybody has a different need and a different level of those professional services. And so it's it's. Um, uh, you know, so a third thing, it's treating our our profession like a commodity, mm-hmm. and it's not a commodity. There's there is a difference, right? You know, and we should and, and we should have the opportunity to engage families and to talk to families and to present them information without actually having to also provide them a price list,
1: <laughs> right? You
0: know, unless they unless they want don't to, to, want to come in and actually contract with us for their services, or even if they want to come in and just talk to us, if they want to talk to us in person. Then we can we can hand them our price list, but more importantly, we can explain things to them. We can answer questions. We can ask questions. You know, I think all we do is confuse people if we just say, you know, here's the price list and those are our services and take your pick. You know, because most people don't don't arrange funerals. I think it's important that we invite people in. And we engage people, and we ask them questions, and we fully explain to them what the services are that they're contracting for and that they're asking about. uh, They're asking prices for,
1: right? And and also they, you know, by and large, they don't really know what they're going to be needing. Um, They don't understand what a burial vault is and why there's a necessity for that.
0: There's really, you know, ours is a specialized, specialized um, industry. I mean, attorneys. Uh, you, you know, attorneys—they—they're out there. I mean, their services are used, you know, by consumers constantly mm-hmm. um, in a variety of different ways, um, and, and they don't have to provide a price list. They—they they have the opportunity to to sit down with a family or a customer and and explain to them their services. And we should do the same. And we should do the same. You know, I, I have some friends in our profession that think that. Uh, You know, every time that we uh, a consumer protection is presented um, uh, that we just simply agree to it. Uh, I I think it's important that we make the case that we have consumer protections. Mm -hmm. Because every time one of these these kind of overlapping requirements come on, it's like we don't already have that consumer protection. Mm -hmm. So we have to provide it. We provide that consumer protection.
1: And it's more important to dispense knowledge, to dispense education.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Because I think when people uh, understand the value that they're paying for funeral services, they're they're right. going to understand um, what the costs are that are involved. And just like when um, consumers come in and ask for direct cremation, which is an industry term, they don't realize that that's it. The you know their loved one is going to be cremated. There's no ceremony. There's no closure. There's no saying goodbye.
0: Right, and 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 it's it's important that they understand. You know, when they if they if they have that concept of direct cremation, it's important that we ask them what what exactly do you think that means. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so.
1: Well, Ken, let me ask you: Is it an industry or a profession, and who's involved?
0: Well, it, it, this is. Um, I was on a, a conference call uh, a few weeks ago with. Um, um, a uh, friend of mine, uh, someone that's helped me, uh, helped me recently with uh, service for my mother-in-law and uh, the conference and the conversation that we uh, were having, the moderator kept referring to our profession as an industry. And uh, it was nice that this gentleman, and, and it kind of really hit home to me. He said, he said, wait a minute, will you quit calling our profession an industry? Cause it's not an industry, it's a profession. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and that's really, you know, as leaders and, uh, you know, as managers, we want our staff to think of us, think of themselves as professionals. And we want them to understand that, you know, the reason that we're providing training and the reason that we provide ongoing training and the reason that we have meetings and that we talk about you know improving our services or understanding a mistake that we may have made um, is because we are professionals. And what we do is so, so very important that we conduct ourselves as professionals and we think of ourselves as professionals. I attended the uh, American Board of Funeral Educators meetings uh, back in Richmond, Virginia. Of course, that was uh, uh, our mortuary schools, which are, are so so needed in the mm-hmm. country. And, and, and the point I, I, that I made with the group uh, I was on this panel was the fact that I have 185 employees. 12 of them are embalmers and are absolutely needed, very, very important people. But all 85, 185 of us, we're all in funeral service. Right. We're all in the funeral profession. You know, I want all my staff to understand that we're all part of the profession. You know, some of us work directly with families. Some of us have different responsibilities, but it's all to the same end. You know what I mean? It's all to the, to the service of those families and that we're all involved, even though, you know, because some people don't understand because they don't work directly with families, mm-hmm. that they're still, they're still professionals and they're still contributing to our profession. By supporting the folks that actually meet with the families, or conduct services, or conduct removals, or what, whatever whatever it is, if you're providing support to our internal customers, you're you're a professional providing professional services.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I, I, and I think that's important for us. I just, you know, these, these words like industry, and uh, I, I uh, you know, when, when this gentleman mentioned that, I said, you know what, he is absolutely right. This, and I've, because I've used the word industry uh, countless times, <laughs> and I'm trying my best now to guard my language and the words that I use and use the word profession instead of industry. And it's just like, you know, prearrangement. Use estate planning. I had this conversation with my family service director the other day, and is that we get so complicated. You know, we have uh, counselors and uh, we have advanced planning counselors, and people go, "What is that? You know? What is, you know, what does that mean? You know?" And if we say, well, "Listen, we have employees that are that are that are trained to help you with estate planning,"
1: no, it makes a lot of sense, and and it's it's a term that um, consumers are familiar with.
0: Yeah, people are familiar with that, you know, and and, and this is, you know, I've heard this in countless meetings throughout the years, is that we create jargon and we use it internally and we don't realize that uh, the folks that we're trying to reach don't necessarily understand uh, the words that we're using. And it's important to understand the words we're using, but to also use words that people understand, like estate planning versus prearrangement.
1: Right. Uh, You know, terms that people are comfortable with. Now, um, Absolutely. Ken, are we competing with service versus no service? Is that where we're going?
0: Well, it, it sure seems like it. And 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 that is um, uh, the new funeral homes that we've acquired. Um, they have a higher uh, cremation rate. Uh, they're in a different part of the county. They're in the southern part of the county. Uh, we're in the northern part of San Mateo County. And so our clientele is, is, is somewhat different. And so, because um, I meet with my funeral directors every Monday, we have a meeting. And, and if I contribute anything <laughs> to my funeral directors, it's getting them to think about constant improvement. How can we improve the service that we're giving to families? You know, how can we engage them? How can we ask questions? So maybe they, instead of having no service, they say, you know what? I understand now. I would like service. And I had this experience um, with somebody I'm closely connected with, is uh, just a few weeks ago, and um, and he, uh, he owns property here at Cypress Lawn, and he came in, and, and I I don't necessarily do arrangements, but of course my relationship with this person, I I started helping him with his arrangements, and he didn't want to do anything, he wanted to keep it simple. Um, it was um, uh, it was his mother, and and she was going to be cremated. And he didn't. He wanted to do something maybe 30 days after, you know, her death. And um, this is actually in contemplation of her death. And so I, I said that's fine. And but then he, I, I, we, I asked him about. Uh, well, you want to have a, a, simple service or just some family members? And I said, would you like a memorial folder? We can help you with a memorial folder, you know, so that you have something, Right. you know, because it was, it was almost like. We don't really need, you know, we don't need you. I mean, we need you, but we don't, we don't need you to do that. And, but anyway, it's, and then I turned him over to my managing funeral director, who's, who's much better than I am, and he did a wonderful job of engaging this family and, and actually prepared a wonderful service, but it really it came by, um, it was like a no service, but we, we got into a service position because we started talking about the memorial folder. And so, again, that, that's really the, the challenge that I have with my funeral directors who are all um, excellent guys and been in the business for years and years and years, that as they're dealing with service versus no service, that we engage families, that we ask them questions, and that we certainly want to um, carry out their wishes, you know, however the family wants. But we first want them to completely understand all the decisions that they're making or could make. And so we, we have to ask them questions. We have to engage them. Um, and, 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 and because we... You know, we're, we're in funeral service. I mean, we stand, that's, that's part of our word, We're at service. We understand every day how important it is to have a final goodbye. You know what I mean? Yes, um, do. Like, like I Like I mentioned, my, my mother-in-law um, passed away, uh, excuse me, um, a couple months ago. And it, and it was very difficult. And my wife was holding my mother-in-law's hand and I was holding hers. And, um, and we had to take her off equipment in and, and, and a hospital room. And it was a, a, not a pretty sight. You know, and her mom was a very gracious person, um, loved to wear her hat at Sunday services, et cetera. And it was so important. Um, uh, the um, um, it actually was an SCI firm, they just did a wonderful job. Uh, uh, in in conducting and in arranging uh, the funeral services, but we went from you know a, a final goodbye to an, you know to a visitation room, you know where she, where my mother-in-law, you know was in a beautiful purple dress and she had a purple hat, and she, we had we had her all her hat her Sunday, you know go to church hats. I mean we had them all around the visitation room. We had pictures of the. Um, and we had pictures of the uh, of the family all around the room. We had a, one of the um, uh, uh, we had a large um, poster. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the company <laughs> that does these large six foot posters that are that are very unique. And then we um, uh, the uh, the funeral home did a video of about 45 pictures. But again, it was a final it was a final farewell, yeah. and uh, it was so important. Um, that we we that my wife had that had got to see her mother. They did a beautiful job of her hair, and they had her in a purple dress again and a purple hat. And so my wife's final image of her mother was something besides that stark experience of death mm-hmm. in a hospital room. And that's that's what some people just don't understand that. You know what I mean? They don't understand the benefit of, of having a, a a final goodbye, and uh, and that, that's the service. No service. That's why it's important that we do have service, and we all know that, and uh, that that are in the profession. Uh, you know, and, and, and a lot of times, you know, my my uh, mother in law was ninety two years old. A lot of her friends were gone. Right. You know, the 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 important people for that service were my my uh, you know were her family. Mm-hmm. Because they may not, family and friends of the family of the, you know, uh, uh, for instance, my my brother-in-law and my and my wife, uh, they didn't necessarily. Some of them came because they knew my 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 mother-in-law. She was a member of the Episcopal Church for fifty years, so we had church members there. But I mean, some people come to provide support for the members. You know, for the family members of a deceased.
1: Yes, they do. You
0: know what I mean. You know, they don't come because they know the deceased. They come. They come because they know the son or the daughter. Right. And they want to provide them service. And you know, if you have a direct cremation, when does that happen? You know, and and that's that's the you know. So when we talk about service, no service, what we do is very very important. So the fact that we that we are engaged in trying to trying to convince families and trying to talk to them about the positive aspects of service um, is very, very important. And it's, it's becoming more and more difficult for funeral directors all over the country, um, you know, and we're gonna have to change, and I'm asking my funeral directors to change. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm asking them, you know, like I told you, if I, if I do anything on um, our Monday meetings is I get them thinking in a positive way about change And the necessity for change. And pretty soon they'll be thinking about how to improve services. It won't be Ken coming in there and telling them what to do. It'll be they'll be saying, you know, we could do this. We could do this. And there's, you know, small little changes. You know what I mean? Right. You know, over time. Equal one large change, and I think Cypress Lawn's a perfect example of that. Perfect. You know, when I when, when I came here 15 or 16 years ago, uh, and I the, the first thing I got up in front of the staff and said is the uh, is folks because th- this was a very staid staff, they were very comfortable. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> I got up and said, "There's only one thing you guys going to count on from now on, and that's change, because mm-hmm. change is good. Change is change is is means that we're meeting the future." you know uh, change is good for everybody and that's that's important that that we you know when what we're all faced with is we we all know how to to handle that traditional family that catholic family that comes in mm-hmm. you know what i mean we know how to handle that we're experts in that we can we can take care of that it's these non traditional families that we have to learn how to handle and how to provide better services and how to engage them how to ask questions and how to get them into a service mode Because ultimately, it'll be for their benefit.
1: Absolutely. And I don't think anyone has ever been to a memorable service and thought later, gee, I wish I could have saved $1,000. I don't think that ever happens. But what I do think happens, and I've seen it, is when consumers ask for direct cremation, and the funeral directors don't entirely explain what that entails. And they're left with a hole in their sense or a hole in their heart because they never Mm -hmm. got closure. They never really got a, a, a ceremony. They never got to say goodbye. And you know, death is the last time you're ever going to honor this person. And my brother also passed away a couple months ago. And it's so important to to have like a funeral celebrant if they're not uh, involved with the church or uh, funeral right. gifts sent us. I don't know if you know funeral home gifts. They um, Carl sent us this beautiful six foot blanket, which I had no idea. He mm. had a picture of my brother, and he put he did the, um, he wove it into the blanket, and we put it up on the wall. And there was not a dry eye in the house. I mean, people were so happy that we provided a ceremony to say goodbye to my brother. Right. And we weren't sorry that you know we, we took a longer visitation than necessary. We weren't sorry for any of those things because it was necessary. We needed to say goodbye.
0: Right. Well, you know, Nancy, and, and I'm glad you 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 talked about that because that's one of the that's one of the schools that we've created at the ICCFA University. We have the the, the College of Twenty First. Funeral service, mm-hmm. 21st century funeral service, um, and um, our dean there is Ernie Hefner, and Ernie is a champion of, um, for instance, cremation services, and um, Ernie, uh, 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 you know, educated me a few years ago about the fact that that uh, not all that the families that we see, not all of them are churched, okay, not all of them belong to a church, some of them may have belonged to a church, but don't belong anymore. Some of them may be agnostic, but spiritual, right? you know? And and so there's all kinds of folks. And one of the things that happens is when we we bring a family in and we say, well, who's your minister? You know, or do you have a minister? Or do you belong to a church? And they say, no, you know, we embarrass them.
1: You
0: know, know? And, and so the idea of a certified celebrant um our, our, the ICCFA uh, university this um this idea of of celebrants is something that's that's taking on uh, around the country mm-hmm. um, i've got friends that uh, uh funeral director back east, for instance he has i believe it's three funeral homes he does about a 1000 calls um but 200 of those calls are celebrants right. calls And the funeral director doesn't necessarily, what the funeral director does, he connects the family with the celebrant, who then meets with the family to help them craft a specialized services based on their needs, based on the deceased. And that's that's very important. And that's one of the, you know, that's one of the things that we're doing for the future. You know, while we're maintaining traditional funerals, we're all trying to figure out how to be of more service, how to be of relevancy to that family. And one of the keys, and I'm convinced, and I support uh, Mr. Hefner 100% on, is the idea of a celebrant. Mm-hmm. And I sent my, uh, my managing funeral director here, who's been in funeral service for, I don't know, 30 years. You couldn't ask for a better funeral director. Um, I sent him back um, to the ICCFA University uh, to take this celebrant training. He's now a certified celebrant. And that's one of our initiatives here in our funeral homes, especially with these new funeral homes that we've acquired, is to expand our celebrant services at these new funeral homes, because this is where our non-traditional uh, families are increasing. And, and I think this is one of the keys as we all try to find the key um, to be, you know, again, to be in of service Uh, to the families we serve i think this celebrant process and being able to understand and and offer the services of a celebrant um, are very very important
1: right and we also need to pay homage to doug manning who actually brought this whole concept from australia and new
0: zealand well doug manning and and again doug manning is one of our i'm I'm not sure if we've caught we call doug a professor um but he, he certainly is one he's he's he. He, him and Ernie. I, I, Ernie's our dean. Right. Uh, Ernie is our dean at the university for for this college. But Doug Manning is there, mm-hmm. and he it's it's you know uh, uh, it's basically his process, and you walk away certified by Doug um, uh, as a certified celebrant.
1: That's wonderful.
0: And, and so it's a great program. I'm sending back another one of our funeral directors this year. Uh, to get certified.
1: Mm-hmm. No, Glenn, Glenn is a good friend of mine, and I totally believe in this. And I've seen, um, you know, I've seen uh, ceremonies that they've performed, the, the celebrants in this area. And, I mean, they just spend so much time. They think they're objective, and they can actually spend the time and listen to the family and friends and, and really craft such a beautiful performance. And it's a celebration of the of, total celebration of the person's life. It really is wonderful. Right. Now, what is, your, what, is your, uh, v- what is your view, your vision of the future? Because I consider you a visionary as well as the Doug Mannings and, and all the others.
0: My vision of funeral service for the future is, is a more complex, um, more uh, reflective, more uh, uh, engaging funeral service in the future. Um, uh, I can tell you that. I mean, I think that uh, we're still relevant. I think funeral directors, funeral service, uh, everything that we do is relevant. Um, and that we'll, uh, again, uh, here at Cypress Lawn, uh, you know, we've, we started in a hole and we've certainly built our, uh, and I never expected here at, cypress lawn to do as well as we did i just i knew if we could get all eight cylinders um um, hitting (laughs) on this that that we we would do well and it's surprisingly you know nancy if you if you have a company and i i tell people this and and you know because i'm a a, i'm more of a business major than a funeral director of course um but all but all companies have basically seven areas of management focus you know there's there's three disciplines There's marketing, finance, and operations, okay? Uh, In a funeral home, of course, operations is the delivery of our our funerals. There's three processes. There's three disciplines, and then there's three processes. Uh, The first process is lead procurement. It's acquiring customers. Its um, second process is lead conversion. Once you meet a family, you know, bringing them and making them one of your customers, and then there's client fulfillment. And what we do is, of course, you know, as funeral directors, we all focus our attention on client fulfillment. You know, that's the promise that we make to families is, you know, quality service. And so we spend a lot of time. But those those six those three disciplines, three processes, they're all brought together by the seventh area of management focus, and that's leadership. And that's what I see happening in the future is more and more development on, on leadership. Um, the ICCFA, uh, we have our fall conference, which is just basically uh, managers and leaders. Um, and and, and uh, uh, that's one of our focuses, to continually provide professional development to our members. Uh, we're going to be in Naples, Florida. Uh, I believe it's in October, but you can go to our website and find the exact dates. But it's very, very important that we continue to have professional services and that we continue to develop as a profession and that we continue to understand the seven areas of management focus because it's, it's leadership that brings all of the three disciplines and the three processes together. And um, um, so the future of, of funeral service, I see that we are gonna have to get better at what we do Um, And we're going to have to continually focus on continuous improvement, not only within ourselves professionally, but within our staffs and get them focused on on continual improvement in every whatever their responsibility is. If that's accounting, if that's uh, as a a receptionist or as an administrator or as a funeral director or as a uh, memorial counselor, whatever that is that we continue to focus on 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 professional development, and I think those are the firms, the firms the firms that get, that understand professional development and continue to focus um, on professional development and use uh, associations like the ICCFA to help them with professional development will have a bright future. Um, those folks are going to have a bright future. Now as far as associations go, there's things changing in this country. Uh, uh, you know, in Arizona, I had the I had the honor and pleasure of actually attending the Arizona Cemetery and Funeral Directors Association meeting. And what they've done is the State Cemetery Association and the State Funeral Directors Association has combined into one association. And so I see that happening across the country. I think that's the Cana and, and, and NFDA and ICCFA, you know, I still think that although we, we try to reach out to everybody, we have our specific niches, you know, of who we serve within the profession, but I see the state associations really coming together as one association. And um, can't say that that's gonna happen in every state, but it's, it's one of the trends that you're seeing in, in associations. Uh, and the Arizona Cemetery and Funeral Association being one of them. Uh, I know that Washington State—they've asked me to come and be their uh, keynote speaker uh, at their convention this year. And I know that the, the, the cemetery association there, and I know that the, uh, um, they're having that, those conversations with their sister association on the funeral side. And so I see that as as a trend, um, uh, as a trend in our profession.
1: Great insight, Ken. And, and, it, and it serves a good purpose, too, because when you combine the associations, you make it more affordable um, for funeral directors to send their staff because you can't do well, everything.
0: Yeah, you, you know, and, and that's been one of our strategies. I mean, the, the ICCFA, that's, we started as the, the American Cemetery Association in 1887. So it was a group of... Uh, cemetery superintendents that came together in in Cincinnati, Ohio, that formed the first National Cemetery Association. And then over the years, there was a National Prearrangement Association and the the superintendents, and they came together and and formed the American Cemetery Association, which then became the I.C. F A, okay. the uh, International Cemetery Funeral Association, and then more recently in the last few years, you know, we looked at uh, the ICCFA, looked at uh, looked at our members, and said, you know, um, you know, we've always provided support and and have had cremationists within our association. I mean, Cypress Lawn, for instance, it's one of the oldest crematories in the country, mm-hmm. and so that's that's kind of how our association has transformed over the years that we're very attuned into our members and what's happening with them for instance look at cypress lawn we have the we have the cemetery association we have our funeral homes we also have the cypress lawn cremation association that's a licensed funeral establishment that we have and so and then the new uh, our new uh, group of uh, funeral homes that we uh, purchased there was also an off brand uh, cremation provider. It's called All County Cremation Services. Uh, you know, Cypress Lawn is 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 a little bit of everything.
1: It certainly <laughs> sounds so, like
0: it. And so, um, you know, of course, we have uh, here at Cypress Lawn, we have the uh, the internal obligation of maintaining 200 acres of property, which is very, very expensive. Right. And so, we've had to expand our services to expand our revenue uh, to ensure that we can continue to fulfill on the promises that we've made to our our families
1: mm-hmm. so to sum it up in your words one world one dream
0: <laughs> just so you know uh nancy I know, I know i sent that to you that's actually was the uh, 2008 um uh olympic slogan in china okay one world <laughs> one dream and, and again i i have good friends and uh, in all the, um, the, the national associations and, and they all have their separate focuses mm-hmm. and, um, and most of them are financially, uh, have the financial strength like the ICCFA to continue for years. So I, I don't see the national associations coming together. I do see the state associations coming together. Uh, you know the ICCFA. What we've tried to address all the you know the d- disciplines within the profession, so the cemetery, funeral, and uh, uh, and 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 the the cremationists, because we realize that not everybody's like Ken Varner and, and can afford to be a member of the NFDA and can be afford to be a member of Cana and can afford to be a member of the ICCFA. So the ICCFA has grown over the years. We've adapted, we've, you know, and that's what's happening with funeral service. We have to adapt. And the ICCFA is is adapted in trying to be more relevant, provide more value to our members. And and, and that's what we, because we realize that some of our members can only afford to belong to one association. Uh, You know, if you look at our operating costs, the ICCFA's operating costs to operate this association, I can tell you that we are very, very cost effective in providing the services we provide to our members. And we're trying to provide support in all areas that our members are involved in.
1: And they do a very good job. And I'm sure with your leadership, they're going to even improve.
0: Yeah, we, you know, the I'm I'm just so impressed with the ICCFA, and I'm so impressed with the folks that have been joining the uh, the ICCFA. You know, the vendors joined Mm -hmm. um, uh, a few years ago. Um, They are actually, uh, you know, vendor members of the ICCFA. They're great supporters of us. Uh, You know, we couldn't do it without them. Our membership has been growing, and growing. Our our conventions. Uh, I can tell you because I'm the treasurer. <laughs> uh, the last two years, we've had, we've had our best attendance, so our our attendance continues to grow, and I think it's because, like I said, you know, the seven areas of management focus. We hit all those areas. We hit marketing. We hit finance. We hit operations. You know, and we hit, you know, the disciplines: lead procurement, lead conversion, client fulfillment, all the. All the, and, and leadership, and all of those seven areas of management focus uh, are so essential to our success, to the success of not only standalone funeral homes, but combinations mm-hmm. of uh, you, you know of cemetery operations uh, for crematories, et cetera. Uh, it's so, so important that we provide professional development in all areas to all members. Absolutely. you know, uh, uh, of our profession. And that's really what the ICCFA is. And I and I can tell you, I'm really proud to have been selected as the president. Uh, you know, they're just a, a great group of people that, that lead our association.
1: Well, it's been really great chatting with you today. And you gave us so much information. And I think you also gave our listeners a clearer view of what the ICCFA stands for. And Additionally, ICCFA University, um, because I know a lot of people said, What is that? So you've really cleared that up, and that's really helpful. Great. And thank you so much. Um, if our listeners want to get in touch with you to ask you additional questions or get information, um, how can they do that?
0: Well, the, the easiest way to do it is, is to go to the Cypress Lawn website. My email address is real simple it's kvarner at cypresslawn.com. So I encourage them. I'm on Facebook, and there's also the ICCFA. You know, of course, has a blog center mm-hmm. and connections through their website. So I encourage everybody to go to the ICCFA website and get in contact with me, get in contact with, with any of our members. Um, you know, we're here to share and we're here to, for the good of the, uh, of the profession.
1: Absolutely. And, and I want everyone on this that's listening to this broadcast to like ICCFA and like the ICCFA Cafe page on Facebook. Because it's really important to share information. It really is. Absolutely. Thank you, Ken.
0: Thank you, Nancy. Ordering cremation urns for your funeral home is easy with unitedpriority.com. Email your client an urn description from our website or receive tier pricing when ordering more than one item. Help your clients find the right urn with UnitedPriority.com.